All right, I think we are live. Yep, I just got the notification that we are live. All right, cool. Well, hello, everybody. Maybe we'll get some hello. people joining soon. Hello. Come hang out and talk a little bit about InBulk. Um, I am actually going to post in the group and let people know since we're having trouble getting connected in the group. Just let them know that we are live on the page. Yay! And if people are subscribed to the page, you know, they should have gotten the notification that, that we're live. So hopefully people will join in shortly. Shout out, say hey, let us know you're here. Yeah, if you're coming to hang out with us, leave us, uh, drop a comment so we know that you're here. Tell us hello. So this live is a little bit different. Um, if you guys are familiar with the uh, podcast, this is going to be kind of more like that. So we're just going to hang out. Uh, talk about in bulk and answer any of your guys' questions that you might have about magic, witchcraft, uh, anything like that. Um, we are obviously not doing readings. <laughs> so I do not have my cards out and running. But we're happy to be here and hanging out. So we've got, uh, I'm Whitney, of course, I do all the the live readings on the page with the cards. Um, and we have with us uh, my sister, Courtney. Hello. And we also have with us Phoenix Rose. You guys probably Hello. see her. <laughs> she hangs out when we go live as well. So good times, good times. All right. So I guess until anybody has any questions or comments, we'll just jump right on in and start talking about InBulk. So that's such a funny word. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, how do you say that? It is a funny word. Um, oh, we have one person watching. Hi, one person. <laughs> Hello, you can always comment, let us know you're here, hanging out with us. Got any questions, we'll be glad to answer them. Okay, so, so Do you know the origin of the word? Okay, so this is a, this is a fun game. Go ahead, do, do you have it or you want me to pull what I've got? Uh, pull what you've got, I'm asking. Oh, you're asking a question. <laughs> All right, Rose, you got anything? Well, yeah, I spent the last week diving deep into this stuff. <laughs> All right, you want to give us a, an origin and meaning of the word? Drop your knowledge. <laughs> well, it's... Um, it's Celtic, and it comes from the word womlik. <laughs> I know that's not right which means use milk. So it comes, ah. it, 
its origin started a long time ago. Yeah, what I'm looking at um, here with Silver Ravenwolf, she's got in bulk as meaning, yeah, in milk. Is that what you said, in milk? Or did you say used you milk? Used milk, like, because it's the lambing season. So ah. it's like goat's milk. And it also means in the belly. Which, I mean, most of the time they're born in, uh, births are in springtime. So perfect sense. It's when the milk is coming in and the calves are being born. That's or lambs. As far as I am, as far as I got it, that's like what, like the biggest part of Embolk is about, is about um the lambing season and the coming of spring and the the milk that they are finally going to be able to get because the the lambs are suckling so they're going to have that extra something to help them get through oh, all right and you know having studied ancient cultures you know that would have been a big thing because about this time you you know you you would have stored all of your food for the winter and you know it might be running short right makes sense yeah it's a celtic tradition so a few things that i have dug up which it's interesting because there's different i'm finding that there's different variations on like when it is and you know when it is traditionally celebrated, which I think is really interesting um, being in bulk because you know in bulk is it's an old old tradition, it's an old celebration and it's got a lot of history and for those who are again a lot of for magical texts and such, as we often say, and I'm going to say it again, you know, we have Wiccan references to go off of. But Wicca is not an old religion by any means. It's, you know, been formulated and put together off of older religions, but Wicca itself is, is not that old. However, they did pave the way for publications on magic rituals, um, you know, the, the Sabbaths, the celebrations. Um, so a lot of what you find when you're researching magically um, does come from, and the oldest resources that you're going to find, you know, are going to be Wiccan based, unless you're looking at the old, old, old traditions, right? But as far as like magically inclined, it's going to be the Wiccan route. And I find it fascinating that, you know, one reference book I'm looking at right now says February 2nd or when the sun is at 15 degrees Aquarius. And then I'm looking at another Wiccan book that says it's February 1st, but it's not until um, the sun is setting. So it's from when the sun sets February 1st until sunrise February 2nd. So an interesting, uh, I know that February 2nd is Groundhog's Day because that is my daughter's birthday. 
but you know that's also when you find out you know are you going to get six more weeks of winter right yeah actually that's not a coincidence that groundhog day is um right there with in bulk because in bulk was also used as a weather divination celebration so they did look to this time to say you know are we going to have six more weeks of winter or is the spring finally going to come? And so it's actually groundhog day actually started um, from what I'm seeing anyway, my reference here um, with a hedgehog actually over in England. Mm -hmm. So it was a hedgehog, not a groundhog. We used groundhogs here in America because that's what we have. Um, but the hedgehog, it was said that if he came out of his burrow and it was sunny and he saw his shadow, it would scare him back into his den to sleep for the rest of winter, meaning that we'd have six more weeks of winter. So, but it was, it was the weather divination day, um, as well. So, and Kathy just said that, uh, it's kind of associated with, uh, with Bridget. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely her, um, her festival. Definitely it is her, her festival. So um, it was to honor the goddess Brigitte and it also is associated with Candlemas. So of course, you know, as again, Christians were coming through and trying to convert um they the pagans did not want to let go of Brigitte. They loved Brigitte. That was their goddess. And she was coming to let us know that winter was dying and spring was coming. And it was to mark the beginnings of spring and the light coming back. So in bulk itself is actually a cross quarter in the sabbats so it falls it's the um cross quarter between the winter solstice and the spring equinox so it's marking that halfway point you know to spring but it's when we get the light coming back in and brigitte was said to have been um on the the morning Um, she was born at size and that morning the, the light was so bright that it looks like the cottage was on fire and so we have the fire goddess and she's also associated with being the triple goddess as well but then the catholics again came through wanting to convert and so they couldn't get people to let go of brigitte and in bulk so they created candle mass or we also call it, um, oh crap, um, St. Bridget's Day and, uh -huh. or the Feast of the Purification of the Virgin. Oh, yeah, tell us about that, Rose, because that was really fascinating. <laughs> well, I don't know why Jewish law plays into it, but by Jewish law, it took 40 days after birth for a woman to be cleansed after the birth of a son. 
do you imagine that? Like, I'm not clean because I had a boy. <laughs> right. For 40 so days. for 40 days, right? It takes 40 days to wash that away. <laughs> oh, hey, Shamala. Thanks for joining. So 40 days after Christmas, the birth of Jesus is February 2nd. So candles are blessed and there's lots of food and feasting to be had. So, you know, the the rest of February doesn't look so terrible because now your bellies are full. But you can also, um, it revolves around so much more than just that. Um, they, um, the, the Irish, they celebrated in their own little way too. They concentrate more on St. Bridget herself. And there's a whole story about her. But, well, um, I just looked it up, and apparently I, I pronounced it wrong. They, they said it's pronounced breed or breeze. Yeah. Huh. I, I, I didn't know that. <laughs> well, but, um, you do have a lot of variations on, like, Bridget, Brigid, Breed. Uh -huh. Like, there are so many different ways to, to pronounce. Right her I did want to say oh okay so here's a little custom I oh oh well thanks for joining us Shamala she's got to run <laughs> she's got to work in 10 minutes um Bye. it will be the Chinese New Year's Day on the 2nd of February here oh okay wow so Chinese New Year as well. Thanks for sharing, Shamala. Have a good day at work. I'm glad she got That's a lot. On, that's a lot on the second. Yeah. Well, and I know when Rose and I were talking earlier, like she found all kinds of stuff as well. Oh, I miss you too. I'm going to get back to doing more lives soon, I promise. <laughs> So I found one quaint Irish custom held on February 1st, so the night before Candlemas. Um, and this is, again, where those, uh, you know, pagans didn't want to let go of their celebrations. But women of the house would set a basket containing a sheaf of oats on the hearth before retiring for bed in the evening. And then they would say, breed is come, breed is welcome. And if in the morning there were shapes and symbols in the ashes of the fire, it was an omen of prosperity for the coming year. Oh. Ooh. We should make uh, breed uh, dollies or the breed crosses. Yeah, there's a lot of different crafts that you can do for sure. And hopefully I can touch on some of that and we shouldn't yeah we should totally make some and um share pictures in the group and have everybody else share their pictures too so in the old days the holiday was also known as the procession with candles and in the middle ages the church blessed the candles for the whole year on the date of february 2nd and that's where it got its name candle mass 
So it was just a ceremony performed to make the candles sacred and to remove any negativity from them so that they could be used for a holy purpose. Sounds so familiar to just doing our traditional anointing and blessing of a candle when we're doing ritual. Yeah, Kathy's yelling at me because she's like, I've been trying to get Whitney to make Brigitte crosses with me for three years. (laughs) (laughs) I won't make one without you. (laughs) She really has, though. Where did you go to Chinatown, Kathy? She's saying she got some, um, she went to Chinatown and they gave us a cat uh, for good luck for the Chinese New Year. It's awesome. Ooh, coal cannon. Have you ever, have I ever made you coal cannon? No. What is that? It's uh, made with uh, like potatoes and leeks and you can add greens into it too. It's like mashed potatoes. Oh. It's an Irish thing? Yeah. Cool. My husband didn't care for it, but you know, I I like doing themed meals. (laughs) Yes, you do. Yes, I do. Um, like the, the the one year for um, Samhain, I think we I made the uh, the soul cakes. Yeah, but this is you can make the bannocks or oat cakes, oh. and then leave some leave an oat cake and some milk out for outside for um, for breed. Yeah. I like and it. it says another another thing you can do are pancakes, but that reminds me of Fat Tuesday. Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> Which is coming up. Is that coming up too? Yeah. Um, you know, from for Mardi Gras. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, Mardi Gras is also Shreve Tuesday or Pancake Tuesday. Shrove. I guess tacos just didn't make the list. Taco Tuesday. I like Taco Tuesday better than Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> well, it was the pancakes because, you know, the Catholics give up um, uh, food for Lynn. You're supposed to, like, get, you know, stop your excesses. And pancakes used up your rich foods like butter and cream. Ah, oh, okay. And so you would make pancakes all day, get them out of your, get all the stuff out of your house. So it made it but easier. We're not, give it up. Yeah. we're not doing that. You know, we're, we're doing like Scottish foods and Irish foods. Totally love that idea. I do like that idea. Okay. Oh, so more little tidbit on in bulk. Um, it's actually a really great time of year to turn your magic focus inward um, and to focus on your personal power and yourself. It's also a good time to focus and work on personal development and your psychic and intuitive gifts. So mm. a lot of emphasis on the solitary work for those solitary practitioners. 
Um, and it's also a good time to do some soul searching and some shadow work. But it's a really great time to practice your divination skills. So your your tarot cards, oracle cards, runes, especially runes, um, and using your pendulum. So all of that right now is is in bulk is a good time for going and doing that inward work uh, magically. And also as we are honoring Brigitte and welcoming her in and welcoming in the light and calling forth spring, um, it's a good time to do that shadow work because you want to shine that light on those areas within yourself that you try to hide from, escape, refuse to sit down and look at. Because you can use Brigitte as your um, deity and ask her for help when you're doing that shadow work um, and call her in um, and ask her to, you know, really help you clear out all of those shadows and, and do that inner work. So just a little bit more. Rose, what else do you got? I know you got some stuff. You were telling me some other cool things. <laughs> well, something else that you can do that I found was quite neat is even the the older um, Celtics would do it. They would make a like a doll of Brigitte or however you say it. And then they would put her in a dress and they would put her in a basket and they would leave her out as like an offering. So that's a fun craft to do, like a corn doll you can do. Yeah. Um, oh, and another one that I found that I read that um, like modern pagans do is um, she's viewed as like the mother maiden crone. So she's like an aspect of a triple goddess, which is really cool. Yeah. Um but they believe that she walks the earth on the eve of her day. And so like each member of the house should put some, um, put a piece of clothing outside for her to bless. And if you have a fire outside, you know, to sell it, cause that's another way that you can honor her is to light a bonfire. So when your bonfire is done and you're done for the night, you flatten out your, um, your ashes and then when you go out the next day to get your clothes and stuff, you see if Brigitte's come along and um, left um, a mark in the ashes, like that she was there. And the clothes that you left out, you bring in the house and um, they're supposed to have powers of healing and protection. So that's kind of neat. Yeah, actually, I love that. I was going to say, put a shirt in the chair on your porch or your I, jacket. You always wear your jacket. Oh, because I'm always cold. So, yeah, a, a jacket or a sweater. I almost wonder, like, though, if I could do, like, um, like a scarf or something, too. Mm. You know, and then just kind of, dang. See, now if I had finished my scarf that I had put a picture of in the group, I could set it up. <laughs> But I didn't get right. it done. <laughs> but I could probably still leave it out anyway, even though it's not done. She'd probably still bless it. But I do like the idea, because that's the second time now that I've, you know, we've come across um, doing 
either on your hearth or on the bonfire, but putting the ashes, you know, leaving it where she can leave you symbols or, you know, something behind to let you know she was there. Oh yeah. And Kathy said, and leaves behind fresh flowers and her footsteps. So that's cool. I really like that. So you should sprinkle some, um, I know you just got that new wood stove. You should sprinkle some ashes just right in front and see if you get anything cool the next morning. Oh, I've got the ashes dumped all in my pool circle. Oh, nice. Yeah, because, you know, we don't have any grass there. So all the ashes and everything, in case they're still hot, we're just dumping it because it's right on the dirt. Right. Well, that works. Maybe she'll leave you something cool. You could put a um, like a bench or a chair or something out and put some clothing out too. We've got the uh, yeah, we've got the uh, picnic table right there by it. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, that's awesome. I love these ideas. I found a ritual too. I can share. Um, in case anybody is interested. Um, let's see. Okay, so, oh, a few more things I wanted to share um, just on the, like, general information. Um, this is uh, primary ritual focus should be on new growth, the end of winter, rituals of purification, like Rose mentioned, which is crazy about women have to be purified for 40 days after having a son <laughs> um, offerings to your deity and of course lots and lots of candles should be used for your rituals um, so and a popular thing is pouring milk on the ground um, so that's something eating, that you do as an offering and eating lots of goat cheese no goat cheese. <laughs> I got goat cheese. <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've ever had goat cheese. I'm sure if I have had it, it's been at your house, sister. <laughs> um, uh, Dad had some one time because you know Dad can eat goat cheese. Ah, the lactose intolerance. Yeah. Um, but we do have that. If you're coming over tomorrow, we've got um. Farm right up the road where they have goats and they sell goat cheese. Oh, okay, that's a good, good thing. Go check it out. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a super neat store. They they've got all things related to goats and they've got sheep up there too. So the planetary ruler for in bulk is Saturn. And that's if you're going by classical astrology. And if you're going by modern astrology, your planetary ruler, so if you wanted to use the planetary symbols you could in your rituals, um, would be Uranus for the modern astrology. Um, let's see. She's realizing it. Wait. I wish I knew how to pronounce this other um, goddess. This is a Scottish female deity. Um, 
Okay, I'm going to totally slaughter this, but I'm going to put it out there. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to read this little legend thing here. So uh, in Celtic legend, the months from Hollow Mass to Candle Mass, uh, called the months of the little sun, so from Halloween to in bulk, were ruled by Calic. Calic? It's C-A-I-L-L-E-A-C-H. Um, or as she is sometimes called the Calic Burr, a Scottish female de deity that begins winter by washing her plaid in a whirlpool. She is not a lady to be tangled with, and she is depicted as a wild hag with a venomous temper who hurries about with a magic wand in her hand, switching the grass and blasting vegetation to unite the forces of sun, dew, and rain. Her rages are the spring storms, and in bulk she leaves by raising she leaves by raising the temperature in her wake. Oh, yeah, that sounds so, pretty cool. Yeah, that's a Scottish Celtic goddess. And then um, then it mentions here that Breed or Brigitte, um, on the other hand, is a far more sensible goddess of healing, poetry, and the forging of fire and extends her blessings to this day in bulk as well. And that it is her uh, most generic and traditional Wiccan uh, pagan uh, holiday. So, but yeah, so that was another goddess associated with in book. Pretty cool. Okay, so if anyone wants to do, I have found a uh, celebration to the goddess Brigitte ritual that you can do on in bulk. So if you guys are cool with it, I'll share it. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. All right. So supplies. You need nine plain tea light candles. Um, holders for your tea light candles. Uh, and then a representation of Brigitte. So you can do a picture. You know, just Google an image on the internet and print it or something. Um, a lighter or matches and a safe place to set up an altar. So it says, uh, set the tea light candles in their holders and arrange them in a circle. Place the picture of the goddess flat on the altar work surface in the center of the candles. Begin with the candle at the top of the circle and light them all going one by one in a clockwise manner. And this should be done on February 1st after sundown. Um, okay. And then you say... These nine candles do illuminate this in bulk night. May Brigitte bring inspiration and joy to my life. Just as those nine priestesses once tended your flame, triple Brigitte, bless me now as I call your name. Uh, Bride, Brigitte, and Brie, all of these sacred names and more, please bring warmth, enlightenment, and healing to my door. By light and magic, the spell is spun for the good of all with harm to none. Brigitte is come. Brigitte is welcome. So that's a little ritual you can do and ask her for warmth, enlightenment, and healing. 
She's also the goddess of, um, of course, illumination and inspiration. So help bring those in as well. Right. So, yeah. I like that. And you could use that, you know, too, right before you're going to do any of your divination or shadow work. Right. Did you get any herbs for the the holiday? No, I've not ran across. I see, um, I have found carnations are good to place out. Um, but I haven't seen herbal correspondences just yet. Okay, well, I've got blackberry. It's sacred to the goddess. The leaves and berry are used to attract prosperity and healing. It's a goddess plant um, belonging to the planetary sphere of Venus. And I've also got colt's foot. Um, it's also associated with her and a herb of Venus. Um, it moves emotional and physical um, stagnation hmm. and is used magically to um, engender love and bring peace. And that was Colt's foot? Mm. Yeah, Colt's foot. And then we've got ginger. That revitalizes and stimulates the fire within. <laughs> so ginger is, oh, yeah. Ginger is good, too, to add really to any um, spell work, um, you know, uh, sachets or anything, any kind of herbals that you're working um, to speed things up, too, because speed is, uh, ginger is a good herb for um, accelerating the, the timeline. So it's good for like, if you're wanting to manifest something. All right. And they associate the serpent a lot with this, um, festival too. Um, trees. Yeah, go for it. Do you have any? I've got two. I've got Rowan or oh. Lewis or Rowan. Um, it's a tree usually assigned to this time of year in the Celtic tree alphabet. Um, it has associations with the maiden aspect of the triple goddess. It is also known as the quickening tree and is associated with serpents. Traditionally, it protects, it protects and wards off evil. So you can put a sprig of rowan above the door to, um, or you can wear it and it'll help for protection. And um, apparently the berries, they have a little five pointed star on the bottom that looks like a pentagram. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. And then um, the willow. Is also associated with the maiden aspect of the triple goddess. Willow is a great shape shifter of consciousness and emotions and symbolizes feminine energy and the lunar cycle. Its branches are flexible 
expressing movement and change rather than resistance. It's a tree of enchantment and dreaming, enhancing the confidence to follow your inspiration and inspire leaps of imagination. Well, I mean, I totally see that because you know, who hasn't seen The Little Mermaid? And they're underneath the willow trees, you know, and it kind of falls. It, willow, you just always associate it with romance and sitting underneath the willow tree. I love willow trees. Um, oh, me too. I, there was one when I was a kid, and I remember I used to love to go, um, you know, crawl underneath the branches, and it just always felt so just magical and enchanting. Right. Um, I would love to have a willow tree. I think they're kind of hard to get going though, get started. But well, I would love to We have black thumbs. Well, this is true. We don't grow anything. <laughs> I just think they need a whole lot of water, but you know, my garden back here that does nothing but flood might be a great place <laughs> to try to put one. <laughs> get enough water that's for sure right I love willow trees though I, I love that everything that they just conjure up like all the you know it's like you can go there to hide and meditate and do your rituals and you know all that going inward and but also feeling magically protected within, you know, that circle that it creates around you. Right. Right. I think of Pocahontas, Grandmother Willow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I used to love that movie. <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> movie was the best. That's it. I really feel like I need to. I need a. I need a willow tree. I do. I need one. And Willow, the movie, of course, is one of my favorites. Oh and yeah. I don't know if anybody saw this, but apparently they're coming out with some kind of something to do with that movie on Netflix, like some kind of a series. Oh really? Yes, they're bringing Willow back. Willow. <laughs> I know. I love that movie. If you guys have not seen Willow, you, you need to find it and watch it. It's one of my go-tos when I need a like magical pick-me-up. Um, I I just made the kids watch it the other like last month. Oh, really? Sit down, yeah, sit down. We're watching Willow. That's awesome. What they think of it? Oh, they liked it. They, I, I like that they liked uh, the parts that I like, like when, you know, uh, the the witch, and she's like, Mad Morning again, Mad Morning again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's cool that, yeah, they like the same parts you do. I just love that movie. It's one of my favorites, and, uh, of course, Practical Magic. Ah, uh, right. Right. When you need a magical pick-me-up, that's what I go to. I, I like those two movies. Those are like my probably the top two if I need a magical pick-me-up. So feeling like I, I should probably find it. 
I find it funny. I just got a Roku and I was setting it up and it, you know, it, it, it breaks movies out by like genre and it had practical magic is like number one under romances. And I'm like, that's a romance movie. Like, well, like, I, it kind of is. Yeah, it kind of is. And I'm like, kind of. You know, it's more like an instructional Maybe. movie. I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> but but doesn't she get? Doesn't she get romance in the end? Like the one yeah. sister. That's yeah. true. I guess it starts and ends with the whole, you know, love spell. Or wish, yeah. Yeah. Right. And I guess forget about I forget about that. That's like uh, yeah, that. we're we're focusing on the midnight margaritas. Right, exactly. And you know, when they're actually like doing the magical stuff, not just the romance. I can't believe it was under romance. I mean, I get it, but it's just weird. Right. <laughs> right. That's a sacred oh. movie. How dare you just relegate it to the romance? <laughs> right. It's probably got many labels. <laughs> probably. Oh, yeah. um, you can also do some rituals on, at, in bulk for protection and hex breaking. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I just ran across that. That's interesting. You can use hellbore, I guess, as a is the um, herb flower that you would use, and it's sacred to Brigitte. Um, but it's toxic, so of course you don't want to eat it. You definitely want to wash your hands after working with it. But um, it's used to break hexes and curses, um, and you can use the fresh flowers. Um, and leaves for that for that purpose um, and ask Brigitte to come in and help uh, break the break the hex and curse well, that's neat yeah I did not know oh this is saying scones is a good food to make for in bulk as well love me some scones yeah, this is Santa blueberry scones. Oh, and here's a recipe. Um, you know, you can't get real clotted cream in America. Well, this calls for skim milk. <laughs> oh, well, I know you, 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 um, serve. I want clotted cream. No, you serve scones with clotted cream over in, you know, over in the UK. See, now I wish our UK friends were on here to tell us more about that. Where is Lindsay? <laughs> Come on, Lindsay. Of course, I don't know what time it is right now in the UK. Right. I swear one day I'm, I'm, I'm moving there. I'm, I'm moving. Buy me a house. And, oh, no, you can't just move there. I, I understand no, you this. You can't, but... <laughs> Well, one of my friends, so we've got offices over there in the UK. And one of my friends was telling me how, you know, they had positions open. She's like, I could totally move there. I could do that job. I could move there. I'm like, I didn't know this. I didn't know that was a thing. Totally going to start looking around. You could get a job relocated. You could get like a green card or whatever they have over there. 
a work right. visa. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's that's the ticket. <laughs> My house here, rented out, and you know, move over there. You know, eventually my green card's going to run out. Right, right. You have to come back eventually. Well, as long as your job keeps renewing your visa, you'll be fine. I mean, even if you could just go live for like a year, I think that would be cool. All right. All right, I just cool. told my daughter we're doing a live on Facebook. She's like, oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's learning so much from these lives and from the podcasts. Yeah, we got a lot of really good comments um, and emails on, on the, the podcast <laughs> that people enjoy them. So hopefully we might can add this uh, audio. So people can get ready for in bulk, which is what on Tuesday, I guess Tuesday night and Wednesday. Right. Mm -hmm. That is fun. Rose, what else did you have? You were saying like how different cultures all over had like something similar on this, this day as well. Well, the the Romans, um, they have a purification ritual that's held on February 15th. And it's kind of the same. I just thought it was funny. because On February 15th, they sacrificed a goat and made a scrooge from its hide. Probably a doll. I don't know. I know I butchered that word. But the funny part about it is, is like men wearing thongs would run through the city and hit people with a piece of hide, with goat hide. And the people who got hit by the hide considered themselves fortunate. Oh, wow. But this is one of the few Roman celebrations that's not associated with a particular temple or a deity. It focuses on the founding of the city of Rome by the twins Romulus and Remus, who were suckled by a she-wolf in a cave known as the Lippercow. <laughs> like, that's kind of interesting. Huh. You actually want to get hit. I find that Yeah, funny. I'm over here you like, want... I think I'd be traumatized. <laughs> just happened. Frank, could you, you see someone these... doing that today? You know, wearing a thong, running down the street, slapping people with goat skins. No, not at all. <laughs> well, hit me, hit me. You've just been blessed. <laughs> you are fortunate. <laughs> I think I would be mad. I think I would be like, no, you didn't. <laughs> right? I, I think I would be so stunned. Like, I would just stand there because, like, what the crap just happened? Yeah. And then the Egyptians, they have the Feast of Nuts. And when I first seen that, I'm like, all right, so they worship nuts. 
and um, the um, the ancient Egyptians they celebrated this time of year, which is on February second, um, as the feast of Nut. Um, so her birthday is on February second on the Gregorian calendar. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like according to the Book of Dead. Nut was seen as a mother figure to the sun god Ra, um, who at sunrise was known as Kapara, and she took the form of a scarab beetle. Oh. She was she was typically portrayed as a nude woman covered in stars, and usually positioned above her husband Geb, the earth god. And when she comes down to meet him each night, darkness falls. Oh, it's a romance story. Right? (laughs) It's a romance. Totally out of the romance episode on Bluey. But I think that's interesting that even the Egyptians had something that they did. Right, and that was at least on February 2nd. Right. It was her birthday. Have you guys ever researched, like, totally having a squirrel moment here, but have you ever researched, like, all the different holidays that fall at the same time for the different cultures and compared the similarities? No, I'm hoping that's what we can kind of do throughout this year is try to hit on some of, you know, go through the wheel of the year and hit some of these, you know, hopefully all of these holidays and talk about them, but find those threads of similarity that run through the different cultures. Um, Because I think it's fascinating. I do too. I think it all kind of, So you kind of think of all these cultures being different and yeah, while they may, they might have their own traditions. I think the gods or goddesses might be different, but you know, to celebrate something on the same day or to have the same myth stories, right? uh, Origin stories or, you know, Kind of like when you when you think about you know I think it was in the Aztec culture, you know they had a great flood story, you know comparable to the Noah story, right? So I mean it's just interesting how it, it makes it makes it not so it makes the cultures not so different, right? Well, and I think to me it just makes me believe that much more because how can you have, you know, these cultures scattered across the world, you know, that it took so long to get anywhere and get any kind of information from one place to the other, like, you know, moving from, you know, Asia all the way over through to, to Scotland and then, you know, over to like, the Aztecs and, you know, but they have all these similarities that run through 
And it's like all of that had to come from something, from somewhere, from some kind of, you know, and of course me being me, I'm like, it it has to be magical. It has to be a, a, a deity, a God, a goddess by whatever name that they, you know, chose to go by in, in that culture. But the fact that you do have these things that line up, especially with, you know, some of the holidays or the similar similarities in the traditions, it's like, how can you deny that? Right. Because like even the Egyptians have, the Egyptians have a Jesus story that parallels almost exactly to, you know, the Jesus in the Bible. You know, so, you know, what other cultures have that? And to honestly, there are times I don't, I I don't have a problem believing in a God. I think that is probably all the same God or deity, you know, what have you just with different names. Right. Right. But everybody, I mean, all cultures worship something, a higher being. Right. right. Exactly. And it's, it's like if, if all of them worship some kind of a higher being, and then you have all these similarities dropping all over the world, like you, it, it, just, it just makes me a believer. It just confirms everything more for me. Not that I ever had any doubt. I mean, I, I know there's, you know, stuff out there, but. It just makes it more interesting. Of course, then you get the people that go into the, again, the whole alien thing. Like it was all the aliens. They all came down and told everybody the same thing all over the world. But well, you know, Bob did say that the aliens, you know, they could heal. That's true. That's true. We have a, a friend. He likes to, um, he's this, this sweet older gentleman, uh, in his late eighties and he loves to get into the uh, topic of the aliens and how wonderful they are and what they can do for us and how they have advanced us so far. He called him a sweet elderly man. (laughs) He's new grandpa. (laughs) Yeah. He has some fun discussions, but maybe it is aliens. I don't know. I don't like that thought. I don't like that idea at all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just like, no, stay away. (laughs) So we've gone from Imbolc to deep religion dive to, you know, aliens. I swirled us hard. I mean, you know, I don't know. It might come out one day. Maybe it is always it's always been aliens, you know. I don't know. For me, I found researching this festival was like going down a rabbit hole trying to catch a dancing flame. Because it was right. like everybody had their own thing. It was like you've got the Irish over here that do it one way. You've got the Scottish that do it another. You've got the, the pagans that do it another way. And then they all have this one goddess and they look at her differently, but the same. And I was like, oh my goodness. What's right? <laughs> right, exactly. And that's the whole thing. There is no right and there is no wrong. And we, we always come back to that. And 
it's really whatever you want to make it and whatever you choose to believe. Um, you know, touching on Brigitte is also a representation of the triple goddess. You can get into, you know, so many different aspects of the triple goddess and, and where she continuously shows up. Um, Isn't Hecate associated with the triple goddess as well? Yes. She's got so many names. And our mother of Guadalupe, Mother Mary, is also uh, associated with a a triple goddess. Really? Yes. It was why, that is why it was so easy for, you know, the, the Aztecs and those those people to convert because mother Mary appeared in a place that a goddess temple once resided there in Guadalupe where mother Mary appeared. There was a a temple to a goddess that was there. Um, And you always see, you know, the, the rays and the halo behind her and, Typically, there's stars and, and a moon, a crescent moon, um, you know, that's also associated with Mary. But that's why they converted so easily to Christianity when they were coming over because because of that. Um, and I think that's why Mother Mary has remained so prevalent um, because people didn't want to let go of a goddess, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. because you know, she, she exists, she brings life, she brings spring, she brings renewal and life and light and, you know, all of that. I mean, that's just like, they couldn't get rid of Brigitte, you know, they had to make her St. Bridget and they weren't going to let go. Right. And St. Bridget's got a pretty fascinating story. <laughs> Who? Um, Saint Bridget, or oh, Bridget. yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they made her do it somehow, right? And they, what I was understanding, like they made her almost like a midwife to Mary. Yeah, and that's how they kind of looped her back in to to keep her into the picture to. Again, get those people converted. And she was the patron saint of Irish nuns, newborns, midwives, dairy maids, and cattle. So all things girls. <laughs> right. Um, she was born the daughter of a slave and baptized by St. Peter. She had no interest in marriage or having her own children. And her only goal in life was to create a monastery in Kildar, supposedly the former site of a shrine to the Celtic goddess, Bridget. Right. So when she lived there in the monastery for the rest of her life, was known for charity and um, there's stories about her having healing powers. Her skull and hand are said to be in the possession of the churches in Portugal. Hmm. 
Oh, wow. Um, Portugal. Yeah, I know, right? And then um, in the monastery that she had built, there was a fire that burned for 500 years that never produced any ash, and only women were allowed around it. Huh. Where was that? In, um, in Ireland. Oh. And um, in Kildar. Yeah. That's where she had her, her monastery built. And it's also said that um, St. Bridget, they would, the nuns are, would tend to it for six days. And on the seventh day, they would leave it alone. And St. Bridget herself would tend to the fires. Hmm. Wow. Wow. But, you know, there's there's debate on whether or not she was a real person, so. Right. But her story is, is pretty neat. Well, I love the idea of her having healing powers, too. Yeah. Right. But I, I think that was one of the requirements of sainthood, though, is that there was some kind of miracle performed, which is interesting. Yes, uh, miracles performed, and then also um, after death, if they went back and opened up the tomb, and there wasn't um, uh, 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 decay of the body, <laughs> right? That that could be a sign of sainthood as well. But if there wasn't decay of the body, then how do they go about getting the bones into the different areas? Right. Right. So I, I think it's kind of picking and choosing there a little bit. Right. I did find an elixir of Brigitte for uh, healing. So this says, warm a pint of milk in a small saucepan, add a teaspoon of honey and one-eighth teaspoon of vanilla, stir constantly until the honey is dissolved, allow the mixture to cool to room temperature, pour it into your talus, and drink to taste the sweetness of the goddess. Oh. It actually doesn't sound that bad. I actually got some of the Mexican hot chocolate. I might go drink some to Our Lady Guadalupe. There you go. Making it your own. Okay. You know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, get my kids involved in their Hispanic heritage. I'm just going to leave no comment on that. Oh, really? Because I think they think that you're just crazy. <laughs> oh, no. Eden's kind of into it. We were making tortillas the other day because, you know, I learned from my husband's mother. So, I mean, she thought that was neat. That is neat. I've never done anything like that. I would probably just, it would probably end up terribly bad. Speaking of tortillas, oh, that sounds so good. good. 
It's so good. It's so much more flavor than, uh, you know, the kind you just get in the bag from the grocery store. But, yeah, I was asking, you know, Eden, you know, if she wanted a quinsay. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get involved in that Hispanic heritage. I mean, I don't want it to, you know, though, to be honest with you, it is funny that I know that our, our kids, my kids are going to have more German than us in them. <laughs> I think all kids nowadays are such a mix that, you know. They are. You know, this is, embrace it all. Learn about it all, which is what I, I like that we're finding all these different similarities. Okay, so here's a couple of crafts that I've come across. Of course, you've got Brigitte's Cross, which is, uh -huh. you know, the four-way um, even – uh, armed cross. Uh, let's see. It's made Clean from and tidy your house. <laughs> lengths of rye straw traditionally cut by hand and braided into a rope. The rope is then formed into a circle. The circle is believed to be protective. Those who jump through it are blessed with good health and good fortune. It is also symbolic of rebirth. You may construct one of your own by gathering up vines that grow locally. Locally. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, there was a corn husk doll. Cut three sections of vines about five feet long. Bind one in together with white ribbon, symbolizing Brigitte's purity. Braid them together by taking one of the outside vines and laying it over the middle vine, alternating as you go. Uh, when you get to the end, bind again with another white ribbon. Braid into a circle and tightly tie the ends of the ribbon together. So it shows hanging on your door. It's an invitation to Brigitte, invoking her presence in your home. Or on your heart. In Canada, Ireland, the cross was plated from green straw and was hung on the door for a year as a protective charm against fires, sister. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You said green straw? Yeah. So they, they used green straw and then they hung it on the door for a year as a protection charm against fires. On the next in bulk, when the cross had dried and turned from green to gold, it was stored in the rafters and replaced with a fresh green cross. All right, we need to find some green straw. Yeah, you, you need that. And there's something called Brigitte's eye or the eye of Brigitte, also sometimes called God's eye. It's made by taking two sticks of equal length and tying them together to make a cross. Reeds or ribbon are then looped around each arm of the cross in a clockwise fashion, creating a tight diamond-shaped pattern. The eye of Brigitte can also be woven with many colors of yarn or thread and then hung on the wall or door for protection. Um, and So I looked up a picture. I looked up a picture of that, and that's uh, Brigitte's cross. 
but made out of straw. Yeah, the cross. Is, right, the cross is what you need on your door. But this actually looks like what I'm looking at. This Brigitte's eye looks like um, a craft that you would have made like as a kid. So, like if you were to take two popsicle sticks and like glue them together in the middle to make a, a cross, and then you take a oh, yeah, you take the yarn and then you like create the yarn, wrapping it around to form the diamond around the cross. I'll try to put some pictures in the group, but that's supposed to be a protect uh, a protective house blessing that you can hang on the wall by the door. Hmm. Yeah. It's also called the Wheel of Life. Oh, okay. Wow. I am always up for a good protective charm. Speaking of, I did hang my hagstones today after he got done saging. Very well, good. Yeah, actually, well, he saged yesterday, and then I hung up my hagstones uh, this morning. So... There's that. I'm always down for a good protective charm. But this would actually be now this little popsicle stick thing with the uh, making the diamond here I think would actually be a fun craft you could do with kids and kind of teach them about in bulk too. Right. Right. I want to get the one and make the one out of hay. Oh yeah. Well that's the one you need because you like fire too much. <laughs> Quit giving away my secrets. <laughs> it's not good. It's not good. Well, I mean, you know, the fire fairy has served you very well. I hope you have thanked this fire fairy <laughs> for his help. I think they can stop now unless there's something else I need and it benefits me. Right. I need to quit. I, I need to quit saying I want stuff. I want something or I need something. What I need to do just be happy with that, what I have. Oh, you want a new porch? I can take care of that for you. <laughs> well, yeah, but could you have done it when I could get exciting? Yeah, you're exciting. There's awesome. nothing. <laughs> It's been almost a year, and my sighting is still still hasn't come in. Oh my god, it's crazy. This is my life. I need to get to the cross. We have a, a craft day. We can and share all our pictures. All right, you guys. So we're coming up on an hour, and I think we've talked. A pretty good bit about in bulk, so hopefully people have a good idea of stuff they can do to celebrate. Have some crafts they can do, make an altar, welcome in Brigitte, leave out some clothes so you can get that healing power. Let her touch something for you. Um, but yeah, so if you're not in the group, we of course want you to join the group, the Witch Source Society. But 
we'll try to post some pictures of different altars ideas and um, I'll try to find some cra the crafts that we've been talking about and post pictures in there so you guys can do those and let us know how you guys are celebrating in bulk. And if you have any other thoughts or comments, we'd love to hear it. Yes, yes. All right, you guys. So uh, we just drop all the places. Check us out on Facebook. Uh, just look for The Witch Source. We're also on YouTube. We'd love for you to subscribe. Follow us on Instagram, The Witch Source. And, of course, if you have not yet, check out the podcast. Um, you can find it on any platform where you listen to podcasts. Just search The Witch Source. You'll find us. Uh, we've got some stuff or the there. Witch Source Society. Or The Witch Source Society. Yes, The Witch That's Source Society. The group. Yeah. That's our group. That's the group you want to be in where you can ask questions. Uh, if you have questions about anything you're working on or, you know, want some help or advice, that's available. So there you go. All right, you guys. Anybody have anything else to add? No. Oh, it's a, this is like a good time for like spring cleaning too. Out with the old, in with the new. Yeah, yes. my husband said we're doing that on Sunday. Yeah, I need to do that myself, actually. Should probably take my Christmas lights down soon. <laughs> <laughs> or I'll just be that person that has them up year round. There you go. Be that person. I'm okay with being that person, actually. I think there's nothing wrong with that. I am just celebrating the light year round. Yep. But I think the giants, uh, Santa and the Snoopies can probably come inside. <laughs> this is probably. They're still chilling outside. <laughs> All right. All right, you guys. Well, I hope everybody has a great evening. We've had fun. We'll do it again sometime. Um, and we should be doing a new podcast episode we're going through the clairs right now um so next is clairvoyance so look for that uh one day next week all right i think that's it talk to, talk to you guys later bye bye, bye.